What's going on, everybody? We are a family of nerds. Welcome back to our podcast. My name's McFly. I'm Greg. Let's go, baby. We just got finished watching the series finale of WandaVision. Uh, I'm going to say that this episode definitely fucked me up, guys. I don't know about you guys, but I felt like this was almost, like you said, Greg, Infinity War Endgame-esque in the amount of action that was going on. So the last five, ten minutes, I was was pretty silent, dude. I was just taking it all in. I'm not crying. You're crying. What? Who's cutting onions, bro? Who's cutting onions? <laughs> it was heavy, it was man. Hard. It was heavy. It was very heavy. The show is so much uh, deeper and kind of like heartbreaking than I anticipated. Learning about a House of M and knowing that basically like story spawns from like Wanda's grief. That makes a lot more sense. Why the things that Vision said were so deep and about human emotion and you know, the capacity of love. And um, he was talking about her grieving her brother and like, it's not all sorrow. It's love persevering. The the goodbye that he did in this last episode was just like on another level for me. I was like, I, I just didn't anticipate it. So this show just kind of snuck up on me. I knew, I was like worried it might be super gimmicky and weird just for the sake of being weird. And then just kind of zap back into like your, your typical hero style story i don't know I, I think they kept with the theme all the way through and did a really great job yeah after watching the first two episodes or so i was interested but i was worried it was gonna be like they're gonna i think them being in the like the 50s sitcoms or whatever it was like okay you guys are relying heavily on the like the 50s jokes and stuff and it's almost like it was almost like cringy and i was like i hope that this whole series is not like that but this it was not. Um, I think this is <laughs> by far the darkest thing that Mar- and the MCU has put out, by far. We've seen the characters go through grief. Thor went through a lot of grief after Infinity War. But it's always been surrounded by comedy. Um, for the most part, there wasn't much comedy in this. I mean, there was funny bits and stuff. When there was grief to be had, when there was sadness to be had, it was just that. There was no comedy to be found in those moments. The last 10, 20 minutes of this show i don't think any of us laughed i think it's refreshing that the that marvel's realizing that you don't have to make everything be a joke to make it good i think this was them experimenting with that and realizing that they can do that this this show taking it as a whole i would give this like an eight out of ten if i'm just taking the last like four or five episodes i'd probably give it like a nine nine point five the first, the first two episodes were a little bit weird for me, yeah. But this was a really good show. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. If Disney Plus keeps up with these originals, quality that they've been putting out, we're going to have a lot of content to, to fanboy over. So We're really trying to compete with Netflix in terms of having a... I, I thought Disney was just basically, hey, there's money to be made in streaming, so let's go for it. it they took this seriously. The last, the Mandalorian and Division. I feel like they're kind of funny to say they're making a name for themselves, but I think yeah. within the streaming world. Yeah, yeah, I, think they I, are, I like, got you. Netflix is all about like quantity. I feel. Don't get me wrong. Netflix has a lot of good original shows. Um, in fact, most of the original shows I watch, they're all on Netflix. But they have like, yeah. I think it, they did something that was like 500 new shows a year or something that Netflix puts out. Disney Plus has put out two major new shows, and both of them have been like they hit it out of the park. So I think Disney's more focusing more on like quality over, and I think it's done them good so far. I want to talk about some of the outstanding stuff coming from this. 
inside the show, I was thinking like Hayward. I think everybody, a lot of people were disappointed when a scientist that um, Rambo brings on is just another, you know, it's just, it's not a special character. It wasn't like a cameo from introducing like somebody new. I think the way that they, they did Hayward, I was just, just really felt like there was going to be something more. From this character i thought he was going to be a bigger smarter villain and then and then uh the things that i've heard were basically he's supposed to help get the fantastic four together i kind of hope his story isn't done I, I hope that that's not the end of it i hope that um car accident isn't what took out i thought the main villain of this entire series was mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got to see the westview vision kind of give the memories back to the white vision right um i'm assuming that that vision now is going to be the original vision just et sick what do you guys what do you guys think about that do you think that's gonna be what it is do you think it's gonna be a different villain what do you what do you guys think based on what i saw i really feel like he unlocked his memories that were there which i didn't think was gonna happen originally so it really does feel like we're basically going to get a version of vision that we have previously had maybe with like some missing parts in terms of like he's not gonna know I don't think he's going to know everything that happened inside of Westview. It seems like he's going to get everything before that. And then the fighting, uh, uh, the dialogue that he had with Einstein Vision. I'm just a little bit confused because even as I say that, he just disappeared uh, in the middle of uh, a lot of fighting. And he's like, this bitch is yeah. crazy and took off, bro. He's like, hell no, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> were not resolved and he just zoomed at a screen and disappeared so i think he's the normal vision i also am skeptical even in saying that just because it doesn't seem like a thing a vision would do the thing i have a question about is so he gave him his memories back so it's literally from when he died at endgame to now for him now there's no space there right he gave him memories but did he get his personality back if that makes sense i know his memories kind of made him who he was but at the same time if that really was vision that he wouldn't have ran away like that he would have tried to help wanda so that's kind of where i'm with you greg where it's like why did he leave what was his motive for just ditching like that so i think there's more to be told on that story but i'm sure we'll find out when i don't know i'm hoping we don't have to wait a whole year to figure out but we probably will he dropped his wallet in wakanda he was like, fuck my wallet. He had to go back. <laughs> he left his wallet in El Segundo. <laughs> Gotta go back. Gotta, <laughs> Gotta get it. <laughs> what about you, Scope? Do, do you have any theories, or are you kind of on this in the same boat as us? So White Vision was originally, he was supposed to just like not have any memories at all, but now all of a sudden he has memories, right? Mm-hmm. But where'd he go? Um, honestly, maybe to the fucking factory where they built him to destroy some shit. I don't know. I have no idea where the fuck he went. He, dude took off hella quick. Maybe he had a shit. I don't know. Um. I think the missing piece actually is the Mind Stone, right? Because uh, in Age of Ultron, Tony mentions that they needed to create something that could defeat Ultron. And the only thing that could do that would be something like Bruce's, his, and Ultron's mind together with the Mind Stone. And that's essentially what, what Vision is. You helped create this? I've had a Vision. A whirlpool that sucks in all hope of life and at its center is that. It's the Mind Stone. The Avengers cannot defeat Ultron. Not alone. Why does your vision sound like Jarvis? We reconfigured Jarvis's matrix to create something new. 
I'm not Ultron. Their powers, the horrors in our heads, Ultron himself, they all came from the Mind Stone. And they're nothing compared to what it can unleash. So he's missing the Mind Stone part of that. So that's why I think he's acting a little bit different than we would expect him to act, right? Because he doesn't have that part of him. So that's kind of... Oh, so he got the memories, but not the emotions. Imagine, um, like, you, you, somebody gets into a huge car accident and they get, like, a tiny bit of brain trauma and they they lose some of their memories they lose some of big memories that make them who they are i think this is kind of the same thing like vision lost the mind stone he lost part of who he is literally part of who he is so he's not 100 himself i think that's kind of what's going on here but that's my take on it as i always say with these things is we could be totally wrong he could just be vision trying to cope with his own death and everything that happened that's a lot of trauma for anybody so it wouldn't be the first time that one of the heroes like kind of just dips because they have like some sort of like self-discovery that they need to achieve like i forget which movie exactly but tony tony did did, thor dips out in like three of the movies i think but tony technically did it when he gotta figure this thing out yeah (laughs) tony technically did it when he was trying to like sabotage him or sacrifice himself right that was him trying to show that he's a good person so it was like him battling with himself so technically that was him ditching the rest of them he ended up living of course they all went through their own trauma right they all went through their own issues at some point some of them multiple times but people think that you know vision's not really a human so he can't have those feelings but that's what he that's what he grew into right kind of like we were talking about with loki where he started off as evil and he he grew into being a good person vision went from being an ai to kind of being more human humanoid almost so i think he lost the humanoid part yeah, now I mean, and he has to regain that again he's in like he and Wanda are in like a relationship. I feel like uh, that's a bit more than AI. Best sex doll out there. <laughs> no, but like, so it, it seems a little bit more than that. <laughs> he, he was AI, and then as he learned humans, he became more human himself, and that's when he started growing feelings and opinions, and he grew feelings for Wanda. So that's why I'm saying I don't think he necessarily. Is, was full on AI by the time Endgame came around. I think he was more humanoid. No, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's like the uh, the Mind Stone probably helps give him that capacity to be like basically as human as any other character. Talking about like how heavy this show is, or, you know, he just Dude, got really, really. Remember deep. when Wanda was explaining to him that he was the the uh, Mind Stone part of her because she has two yeah. parts because she has the witch part. She has like those mutant powers or whatever, right? And then she has the Mind Stone powers. So did the whole Mind Stone out of her, like, come out of her to build him? I don't think it came out of her. I think the power came out of the Mind Stone to build him. But, like, did she drain it all into him to build him? Like, does she have any of it left inside of her? Of course she does. That's what makes up her power. No, not fully her power, because she's still a wish. I I get what you're saying, but I think she has so much power that she could create vision... 10 times over and have no issues still have a lot of power left like we're learning we learned that in this show that she's way way more powerful than we thought she was and she even thought she was she's getting she's getting more towards how she is in the comics because in the comics she's like world-breaking powerful pretty much um well, she's a fucking badass now yeah she looks so, so sexy you know like oh my god i can't wait for halloween bro that's a great segue the next point which is we found out in the show through agatha that 
she's only limited by the amount of knowledge she has of chaos magic. So that kind of was a big reveal there. In looking it up, uh, just because I didn't really know anything about the chaos magic and stuff, finding out that there there's like a being that where where the, all this chaos magic is kind of like spawning from or starting from that being kind of like gave a piece of that chaos magic to her. So she's she's kind of like working with like a fraction of, of right. what might exist and and yet still like the stuff is so strong why they just called it chaos magic it's like there's it's working on on rules that uh are not fully understood so it seems like a limitless source of power i very curious like when you have something so strong you know i feel like you run into the problems of like what they have with superman it's like how do we keep this from just being like shooting nukes at one another like <laughs> you know how do you keep it like a normal story when something's so strong, uh, how strong are the villains going to be? What's what's the purpose of anybody like teaming up with this person if she's so strong? So it's just like, where where does the story go? I think that was kind of Marvel showing that okay, she's going to be a you know a, a major player in the next coming phase, right? So I think that's that's pretty exciting. It's also kind of cool to see that she's essentially stronger than like Doctor Strange now. We saw the very, very end where she was, you know, chilling, having some coffee, resting her body. But then she's like studying, you know, the chaos magic in the background in the, um, what was it called? I said it with her. Astral form. In the astral form. Thank you. So like she's learning that too. So now she has like multiple, you know, Avengers powers and stuff. So she's getting to the point where it's like, hopefully she doesn't become a villain, man, because she's going to be hard to stop. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Nah, I don't think so. Because at the end, she showed like sympathy for everybody in the town and I don't think she's going to be a villain. I think they'll do it the same way they did it with WandaVision. If they make her a villain where it's like, it's not, um, she's like kind of like her first choice unknowingly doing it. Almost kind of like, yeah, she's so strong. She's on a path and there's collateral, collateral damage essentially. And then we're witnessing. Don't let her get her period again. (laughs) That's all that was that big, that big dust of red was just her period. She had a really bad period. That's really intense. It's a heavy flow. <laughs> big so, red. Big red. There you go. That's what that meant. We also found that, well, we didn't find out. At the very, very, very end, when she's, you know, studying the chaos magic, you hear her kids asking for her help. So I'm assuming that they're trapped somewhere. And I'm, I'm thinking it's in either a different reality or one of the different realities in the multiverse, right? I'm sure we'll find that out if that's the case in Doctor Strange. And I'm sure it'll be the driving force for her to be in that movie as she's trying to get them out somehow. I'm hoping that's good news. That means that the kids will live on and maybe, maybe, well, no, the vision broke apart from there. So we don't know what happened to the kids, but obviously they're still around because she's hearing their voices. So I'm very, so very like curious. a Doctor Strange and Wanda? Vision's like, kind of like a... Yeah, it's going to be like that, essentially. Oh, okay. It's like the, the movie isn't really just him. Yeah. It's going to be like you know, a pairing. Yeah. So that way then they just get it like as much as they can out of the way. These next few phases are going to be like the solo movies, like the Doctor Strange movie, but they're going to have an, another person in it, another superhero or Avenger in it. They're going to be doing that a lot to kind of... Gotta be Wanda, bro. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I'm, I'm, she's in that movie, 100%. It's confirmed that she's in it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they're doing the team-up movies now because they've already done the single movies in the last two or three phases. And I think they're realizing that to move things along and to be able to add all these x-men characters and all that stuff they have to do team-ups to kind of do two stories at once now instead of doing one at a time i think that's cool i mean 
put Deadpool in every movie and I'm fine with it. If he becomes the new like cameo person, that's uh, it's gonna be pretty awesome. I'm down if he's just like in the background and he's like making fun of people as he's walking by. Hopefully, he's like breaking the fourth wall, doing something weird. Yeah. <laughs> like he's in the, the Doctor Strange movie, reading a Doctor Strange comic in the background. That would be so sick. If that's what <laughs> he's trying to figure out a Rubik's cube, and at the very end movie, like the last movie, he figures it out, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Throws it and joins them. <laughs> They, if they start that, though, I, I would say, like, the way they could start it is basically have him dressed up as Stanley. Okay, we're going to, like, segue into this, like, because like, then that'd be him kind of, like, breaking the fourth wall. He's, like, just dressed up as an old man. Oh, yeah. He could be in the Deadpool suit with just, like, yeah. that Stanley mask on. The glasses with, with the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, very obvious. He's like, And then just do, like, a, what? I'm moving... I'm the mailman or something. You know, yeah. like, one of the one of the things that he's already done. <laughs> yeah I, I if that's really true though if, if he's really going to be the cameo that, that'd be that, i think that's a good choice because he's one of those characters that everybody likes and that will have anything to say in any situation so i think that's that's really cool so the last one i have on the agenda and we can add i want to add a couple things we found out kind of the depth of monica's powers as spectrum which i thought was really really cool and she's supposed to be if if it's according to the comics she's supposed to be stronger than um captain marvel I'm going to wait on that because so far the MCU has made Captain Marvel way, way, way too powerful. But we did find out her powers a little bit. She did learn them really fast, what she can do. Um, that that bothered me a little bit. That happens a lot with these characters when they're trying. They literally had two episodes to fit in what she can do, and they had to do it somehow. So they kind of had to force that on there. But I'm excited to see if she's going to be working with Nick Fury up top. I think that's who they were talking about. Was Nick in the Fury. comics, she actually is like the head Avenger. Yeah, she becomes the head Avenger. Like so, they all at one point are the head yeah. Avenger. It was well, Sp- yeah. Iron Man was always like the head. Iron Man and Captain America were the two heads in most of the stories, and then Spidey Spider Man kind of became it when they got really old or died or whatever the story was. So those are usually the most common ones. Are Spider Man. Captain America and Iron Man, but there's been ones where it's been Captain Marvel. There's been ones where it's been Monica Rambo. I think that's more like the new Avengers, but there's, there's been so many different Avengers stories that like they can literally do any of them and mix them all together. That's what's cool about having all of this, these things to play with. And I'm sure Kevin Feige will add all of those together along with his own little take on it too. So I'm curious how they introduced X-Men into all this. Oh, man. I thought this was going to be the episode where they do it, and they did You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Oh, man. Just, like, just opportunity a yeah. little bit. <laughs> I, I don't have, like, a valid, valid source for this, but one of the videos I was watching on YouTube for one of those reaction channels was he was saying that there's no way it could be any of the... They can't officially say, like, mutants or X-Men for at least another year because that contract isn't done yet like dark phoenix just came out like six months ago right so i think it's like 2022 when they can actually finally start doing that they can't use the word mutants like they can they can literally have magneto come in and be like have him do a cameo and then but they can't say mutants they can't say x-men they can't say any of that stuff so it's it's kind of tricky how they have to push them in there we'll see i i think i think it would have been a cool idea to have like when she removes the hex that some of the people that were in there like end up being mutants like the end up like the radiation turns them into mutants. I thought that would be a pretty cool idea. Like what happened to Monica, essentially. I don't think they're doing that now. They could come back and be like, oh, let's go back to Westview. What's interesting to me is what you said last time, Scope, about Patsy from Jessica Jones. 
Oh yeah. And how she goes back to Westview, where she, where her hometown is, because she heard that everybody there is crazy now. I'm wondering if that's how they're gonna do it. That would be kind of a cool way to segue, like, oh, here comes Jessica Jones, and they're gonna introduce mutants that way, because that's the de- what's the 100% new way to introduce mutants into this. Yeah, because whole... they still need stuff for that show. Right, but again, those aren't coming until 2022 either. It's gonna be like Phase Six, because we're in Phase Five right now. It's gonna be like Phase Six when X Men and stuff can come out. I'm gonna go through them real quick. We have what if coming out right but that's that's not going to be for a little bit um that's not till summer of this year in order we have the winter soldier coming up we have black widow in may we have loki in june the shang chi in july what if is sometime during the summer eternals is november 5th the hawkeye show is late this year miss marvel's late this year Spider-Man's in December. Doctor Strange is next March. So we have a whole year and three weeks for the continuation. Man, we're getting so much. There's a lot of stuff, man. Then we have Mark Thor next May. Not this May, next May. Then Black Panther 2 next July. I'm so curious how they're going to do that. Captain Marvel 2 next November. Guardians of the Galaxy go. It's a Christmas special. Christmas special next December. We have She-Hulk. We have Moon Knight. We have Secret Invasion. We have Ironheart. That so, Ironheart is going to be a series oh, coming what? to Disney Plus. Um, where Riri, Riri Williams, who's going to end up being the next Iron Man, and they call her Ironheart. So that confirms what I was saying before. We have Armor Wars, which I think is going to be a Don Cheadle's show, um, and they'll have a lot of they'll have a lot of Robert Downey Jr. cameos in that because he's exploring a lot of his notes and trying to like pick up the mantle on that. They have an I Am Groot. <laughs> Nice. Sophie only says I am Groot. So he's going to have his own show. They're going to have an Ant-Man and the Wasp. Here's where we get into nitty gritty. This is at the very bottom. Kevin Feige confirmed during Disney's December 2020 Investor Day Marvel has started development on a Fantastic Four film, officially bringing Marvel's first family into the MCU fold. There's nothing about dates, though. All this other stuff is already set, and there's nothing about Fantastic Four or X-Men. Now, they can't announce it yet, so it could be in between some of these. It could be after. We don't know. But they can't say anything. But my guess is it's going to be probably like late next year before it comes in. Right. So then going on. Yeah, I guess when you, you kind of consider like a schedule and stuff, it kind of makes sense. Like, why would they announce it right now? Yeah, I think it was just kind of the relationship, you know, the whole like the dad, Magneto is the dad. You know, it seems like a place to kind of like introduce the character uh, that route. Yeah. Then boom, you have the whole mutant universe or kind of like inception of the universe uh, right there. But yeah, like there's so much stuff, dude, that you you went through a, a, an enormous list. The thing too is this has like details on stuff. The the secret invasion is basically going to be Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn, both of them uh, together in a movie. Nick Fury and Talos. Um, and it's gonna be them trying to go through figuring out who, how much of the um Kree has invaded, right? And then it talks about the Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania is gonna be Scott's daughter, who's gonna be the, actually the main focus of that movie, and then that's when jonathan majors is going to come on as king the conqueror there's so much stuff dude this it's going to be crazy but yeah the uh that Guardians of the galaxy holiday special is is weird to me i think they're just they made that decision when they weren't sure if they were going to get um james, james but this was announced a while ago i think this was announced before they knew he was coming back so they're like let's just do a holiday special and then once they got him back they said okay 2023 is guardians of the galaxy volume three we have to wait two years until that comes out so there's a lot um it's been a good one I think Groot is going to make a great Christmas tree. <laughs> Dude, that's a good, that's a good idea. That's a super good idea. So uh, I want to, I want to run through the what if 
that I was talking to you guys about. I think I showed it to you guys and ask what you guys yeah. think. So the Jeff, trailer or the whatever that was that we watched the trailer. Yeah, so clean. The yeah. animation looked good. All the different storylines look so interesting. I feel like it's just like um, running wild with like fan fiction. Definitely like interested, excited about that. Dude, it was showing all this cool shit, and then Doctor Strange is like, "I'm Doctor Strange." Yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange. It's also, so like, I want to, I want to get into uh, that because that's going to be. Time. In- that's going to be an interesting story. Before we do that, none of our theories were right on WandaVision. <laughs> oh, right. We don't know. Some of, some of the things that we said uh, cannot be confirmed or denied. There was no cam- <laughs> There was no cameo, so we were wrong about that. Oh. Um, so good news is none of us have to do anything. So <laughs> that, that's covered. But technicality. <laughs> I love technicality. <laughs> we're going to quickly go through some of the what if stuff. And I just want to see what you guys think about it. So Jeffrey Wright's joining as the Watcher. And quickly, what I know from the Watcher is we've actually seen the Watcher um, in some of the other movies. So he's going to play Uwatu the Watcher, and he's going to be the narrator of What If. Pretty straightforward. But he's going to be narrating the events of the alternate universes and what could have been the outcome if different things have happened. And I'm sure they're going to explore one of the 14,605 outcomes that dr strange saw right they can't do all of them otherwise we'd be sitting here for 15 years going through them all so that's okay (laughs) that's why dr strange is dr strange (laughs) so the first one is captain america what if peggy carter became captain britain it says steve rogers is deemed unfit to be experimented on and doesn't become captain america it said peggy carter takes the serum and fights the nazis to captain britain obviously it's sticking to the 50s tropes right because that's when that happened She's going to become Captain Britain. She's going to fight off the Nazis, essentially this in the similar way that Captain America did. But Peggy Carter becomes Captain Britain. There is no Captain America, at least at this point. It says, also neat is that Howard Stark gets into the armor-making business by turning skinny Steve Rogers into the original Iron Man. <laughs> he builds him like a mech suit. I'm going to be in a battle with myself because Iron Man versus Cap. But now Cap is Iron Man. So I'm going to be like freaking out about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Civil War is just him punching his own face. <laughs> I fucking hate you. No, so <laughs> I thought we were friends. He's like a downgraded Iron Man because he's not that smart. So. Ooh, burn. <laughs> insert insert. Hey, but he's like an expert uh, strategy guy. So he's like, hold on, I gotta go to Best Buy. Hit up <laughs> Geek Squad real quick. What, uh, what's going on with my leg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could download a virus. So it's it's saying that last part is not confirmed. Says it was a major part of the alternate universe storyline bullet points. So that part's not confirmed, but they're assuming that that is going to happen. I think that'd be really cool to see Steve Rogers as Iron Man and Peggy. Look, look, I'm all for some Peggy Carter. I will watch Peggy Carter until I die. <laughs> for a superhero, you know. I simp for Peggy, so. <laughs> Now I can't post this on Twitch. All right, so the next thing is, Good job. what if Prince T'Challa was Star-Lord? So instead of picking up Peter Quill, Yandu comes across a star-eyed Prince T'Challa. So instead of becoming Black Panther, he becomes Star-Lord. He's a collector in this storyline. And in the trailer, he says, give me a tour, and it's being said in front of Howard the Duck. So I think he's Star-Lord as well as the collector in this storyline. Whatever happened to Howard the Duck? Because I was just thinking that. He had a cameo in the... He's he had a few cameos, and then there was speculation that he, they were going to give him a movie or some a show, but it, it's just nothing. Came I don't think it, there's so. enough interest. Every time I say there's not enough interest, they bring in characters I've never heard of or I haven't had an interest in, and make them interesting. So I just think Howard the Duck is one of the oldest Marvel characters. 
He lives in Duckworld, a planet similar to Earth, but inhabited by anthropomorphic ducks and orbited by twin moons. As he is reading Playduck in his living room, his armchair suddenly propels him out of his apartment building and into outer space. That's where he goes, Quackers. Some of these storylines, they, they have like tragedy and like romance and all this other stuff that might be viewed as like older audiences. They, yeah. the way that they put it together and they create the stories and stuff like that, they kind of, it's a slow build. They, they give you time so you could get hooked as a kid. Grow up watching these things and be like, oh, I'm ready for everything. All parts of, uh, you know, like the jokes that used to go over my head. And I get them. <laughs> so they, yeah. they I, th- I think you're right, though. It's like the whole all ages. They're really trying to cast a wide net there. So if it is kind of like only for kids and there isn't really like a lot of dark stuff for them to get into. I think that the random characters like that I hadn't heard of seems like almost the there's somebody who that was like their favorite. And that's how they're able to create such an engaging story out of somebody. You're just like, what are their powers? What do they do? Are you going to make them as exciting as uh, all these other superheroes that we're already watching? What Marvel does that I've noticed is for a lot of these characters that are mostly unknown, they make those movies funny, right? So like Guardians of the Galaxy was mm-hmm. hilarious, but James <laughs> James Gunn also is really good at the making the visuals really like neat and clean and, and super, it's beautiful imagery, right? So I, I think for a lot of these characters that are not very popular or well-known, they're going to have directors like that or, or like Taika Waititi can take something like that and make it super visually stunning. They have to worry about everything in those movies, whereas in movies like Iron Man and Captain America, they don't really have to worry too much about that. They more worry about the story, more about the characters. So it's kind of like give and take, right? You can lean on some of the action for some of those. One of the issues I had with the first Captain America, and I'm not going to get too far into detail, but it wasn't that. I kind of thought of it similarly to Superman movies. Like your main character is like this, uh, how to describe it, but it's, it's like a person that's so like good natured that they almost make the film a bit like campy, I guess. 100%. Um, it, it's like very, and, and they kind of, so they kind of like lean into it. And, and I think like when you're, maybe when you're reading the comics, you're engrossed in that, you're just like, you're not too worried about like how realistic this is or how much somebody relates to being that person. Basically how Almost nobody could relate to being that way because we're all uh, jerks by comparison. <laughs> and so, it, yeah, I, f- I feel like there, there's kind of like a gloss when I watched it. And so I, that for me uh, made me like grade it less harshly. Like I, I wasn't trying to look at it and be like, this is so, re- I need to worry about how realistic this is. This is total fantasy. Let's just, let's just see where it goes. I, I think I have more of an issue, like you said, that the movie's a little more campy than I wanted it to be. Um, but they made up for it in the next one. So... <laughs> I was going to say Winter Soldier was was gritty, man. Like whatever like a uh, filter they had where it kind of looked like nostalgia and you're like, oh, simpler times. And then the next one was like, boom, like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Everything's scary. <laughs> I think it takes away from from the impact of or the severity of the moment. Right. When when they take out like Logan, dude, that I felt that movie. Oh man! Seeing just seeing him at the end, like get stabbed and and like blood and guts are coming out, and he's like failing to stand. And the it, that impact of that moment would have been way less if he didn't have like blood and guts gushing out of his chest. And make it at least a little bit to where it's realistic. The next part: What if Loki ruled the world? So essentially, this is following what happened in the first Thor. It just literally shows like two seconds of him walking down what looks like a like a hall and like a UN meeting type of thing, and and it's. As Guardian followers, not Chitari, so that means that Chitari would have been defeated. He's now the leader of Asgard, maybe even essentially the world. So that's kind of a take on Loki, which is 
the total opposite of where he ended up, which would be interesting to kind of see where they go with that, just to see like how evil could he actually have gotten. I really like let him be successful, like as a as a villain in his own right. Kind of like the puppet in the first Avengers. Pretty much every other time, he's just kind of like doing tricks. You know? Yeah, like yeah, that's as far as he goes. Party tricks. Yes. So like to see him like kind of like come into being like really powerful and just like without being checked, humbled, you know, by his experiences, going straight for for the glory that he felt like he wanted when he first met him. You know, like how messed up he might be. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's it shows how major things can change somebody's projectile in life, right? Either he's good or he's extremely evil. Like those are the two projections he he, he could have had. There was no in between. I've always liked the, the the character development for Loki, so I'm excited about that. What if Captain America was a zombie? I don't know about this one. The Marvel zombies thing is a huge storyline that I never really got into. It's an interesting read for sure. It's not canon. It's just like a like a B side type of story. Pretty sure I followed. I, I read through like one maybe like a comic about it, and it was it was interesting to, to go through it. I definitely have such a soft spot for all these heroes because um, watching them all be zombies was rough. Like I was I was really like happy. It felt like I woke up from a bad dream. You know, when you were done with it, you're like, this isn't really like canon. This is just some side thing. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I don't want all those people to die <laughs> in such a horrible way. They're saying they're saying here that the theory is that he didn't survive the crash, the first Captain America movie. So that's why he turned into a zombie. But he still has his powers, right? Like, he's still got his strength and stuff. Well, I'm assuming. I mean, it's still Captain America. He's just living dead, right? The serum is like some kind of a black box situation, I feel like, where you don't really know what's in it. You know, when people get put through it, what comes out on the other side? It's like, what if he still has the capacity to be a zombie now? Like, <laughs> Yeah, any of them technically could. The cool, the cool thing about this, though, is we have to remember that Steve is why Bucky came out of being like a, basically a, a mind-wiped tool for Helmet Zero, right? Essentially, it's because of him that he got out of that. Well, without Cap there now, Bucky is still Winter Soldier. He's still that mind-wiped tool for the enemy. So that's going to be part of that story as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to think of like when the crash happened. Like, yeah, we thought Bucky was dead at that point. Or I did because I didn't really know the comics. What if Captain Britt? snaps him out of that like they fall in love so you have Bucky and captain brit down and then they have babies and then they have captain america oh oh, oh. <laughs> oh i see now I see bucky all of a sudden is his daddy bro <laughs> <laughs> so here's the one i'm most interested in what if dr strange met his match so essentially it shows him studying magic right and then at some point it shows him fighting what looks like a darker version of himself so the, the thought is that he is either in an evil realm or dark realm or in, could even be in one point he was in hell in one of the comic stories. It could be that this is kind of opening the door to the Multiverse of Madness as well. So this might be something that is actually revisited in Multiverse of Madness. Just in those like five, six screenshots, there's a lot that could be going on in this What If show. And I'm actually really excited for this because they're saying it's not canon, but with the Multiverse... Technically, isn't anything canon now? Anything is a possibility. I don't think anything is. So, 
I think they're baiting us to like some of these are actually like obviously Chala Starlord no, but like the the Doctor Strange thing could be real, and then who knows if they're gonna use this miscellaneous shot of Iron Man to find a way to bring him back. It's the kind of the beauty of the multiverse. I feel like in terms of like wanting to have everybody included all the time, and so many different ways to pull them back. It's like we have Loki basically because of the multiverse. Like so, the, I don't know. It seems like there's um show the show they they don't even have to say it's not canon, but I guess they they probably just want to throw that out there just so that they can uh, just really go wild with it. I'm I'm excited for all the shows coming out. Falcon Winter Soldier one is the next Marvel thing. That's in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be the next step in this, and we will be watching that. We'll be covering that. I'm curious to see too how Hel- Helmet Zero came to be the villain, because like we said in the last in the last episode, he was. I'm pretty sure he got caught and was in jail, but they didn't really show it, so they left it kind of open. But my name's McFly. That right there. I'm Greg. And that right there. Interscope. Peace out, everybody. Appreciate all of you.